0: Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast,
1: we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy
0: today's podcast episode.
1: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Laurie and Brian and Drew and Lou. Good to have you guys today. Uh, I was kidding with Lou before the meeting. He's uh, up, in, up in Michigan that he may need, need some acceptance before the big lines game tomorrow.
2: That's right, buddy. We have to accept winning. We just, it's been hard to accept it, but I'm struggling with it a little bit. I was just
1: working on a devotion <laughs> Lou, about, it came out this morning, but I was tweaking it about desire. And that uh, we've talked about this in a meeting before. It's called surrendering desire. And I'll just read the little text. Arises from a foundation of love or fear. I let go of the desire by accepting my life as complete in this moment, regardless of whether my desire comes to fruition. When I am in a place of neutrality, my expectations diminish and i make room for whatever i need to arise until then i am blocking what i really need to some extent
2: perfect timing
1: yes and for anyone who got the devotion for january 27th i have edited it already so that that's an edited version of that you got the you got the right devotion but the, Yeah, the 34th verse. I'm not going to go through a bunch of announcements. BuddyC.org's got everything there. The devotion I was talking about, you can sign up for it there. There's a lot of resources there. There's a podcast list, too. And note on the podcast list, some are recovery and some are spiritual podcasts that are not recovery. So if you're looking to expand your spiritual... um. Realm a little bit what you look at and what you're pursuing in some way take a look at that section there's some some of those podcasts you'll like and some you may not but there's some good ones there that have some good foundational spirituality that i like so check those out hopefully any of that would be beneficial to you we meet every saturday morning at 9 a.m eastern you're welcome to email me from the website and I will send you the link. You're welcome to come check out the meeting. Um, and I, I did write an interpretation of the Tao Te Ching, which I will give you in a PDF form if you email me from the website. That's all you need to do. And I'll send you a PDF. Uh, I do want to mention Transitions Daily again. I had a, a close friend the other day that didn't even know about it. And that I thought Everyone, do about it by this point. TransitionsDaily.org. If you'd like to get all the daily readers, AA readers, as Bill sees it, 24 hours daily reflections, acronym of the day, and all those other things, that comes out in a daily reader and it's called Transitions Daily. And we also have alcoholics from all over the world that have read all of those. And we have those in a podcast that goes out every day with no commentary. And you can find that in any of your podcast aggregators at um, Transitions Daily is the name of the podcast. That goes out every day. And then we have a corresponding Facebook page as well. Uh, so let's get on to our topic today, which is the 34th verse of the Tao Te Ching. Who would like to read Today, i'll read the jonathan star if i can have someone read the Stephen mitchell and any other the pepper maybe and any others that you guys would like to read
3: i've got Stephen mitchell thank you sir the great dow flows everywhere all things are born from it yet it doesn't create them it pours itself into its work yet it makes no claim it nourishes infinite worlds yet it doesn't hold on to them Since it is merged with all things and hidden in their hearts, it can be called humble. Since all things vanish into it and it alone endures, it can be called great. It isn't aware of its greatness. Thus, it is truly great. Wow.
1: The changeless among the changeable, right? The one thing that doesn't change. We come into recovery and we're told, uh, what is it that everything... One thing's got to change and that's everything. That's one. How else do they, they say it a couple of different ways? And then we find there's something that doesn't change. And that thing that doesn't change is this love foundation that we're talking about. That doesn't change. Works every time. It's fixed is the way I see it. That is the Tao. That's why it's the Tao De Ching, T-E, virtue, because it's talking about compassion. Anytime I can get compassion into a situation and it it works out. That doesn't mean I've got to be a, a doormat. What that means for me is, how can I be kind to you? How can I understand you? The St. Francis prayer comes to mind
2: with that. I've got it here, though, buddy, if you want me to read it. Yeah,
1: that'd be great. Lou. Thank the, you. The,
2: the peace prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy. O divine master, grant them that I may know somewhat not grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand to be loved as to love for it is giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned and it is in dying that we are born to the eternal life. Amen. That we want to understand rather than be
1: understood. That it's more important that I show kindness to you than you show kindness to me. Yes. Yes. Brian, you want to read us to Jeff Pepper today?
4: Yeah, sure. See, uh, Jeff Pepper, uh, Dow Te Ching in clear English, and always thought it's funny that they, Buddy, they spell it with a D. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, yeah. Instead of the... Some do. Some do.
4: Oh, they do? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. It says, Great Dao is like a flood. It can flow left and right. The 10,000 creatures depend on it for life. It doesn't reject them. It completes its task, but takes no time. It clothes and supports the 10,000 creatures, but it's not their master. Having no desire, it can be called insignificant. The 10,000 creatures return, but it's not their master. It can be called great. In the end, it doesn't make itself great. And so it achieves greatness.
1: So it supports everything, but is not the master of everything. Huh? That's hard to do. That's coming from that place of powerlessness, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're supporting, it looks like you would want to be recognized for that.
2: Yeah.
3: And I think that's a lot of acceptance too, because if, I'm not a parent, I know a lot of parents, and parents support their children, and they want to ensure some specific outcomes with those kids, and they want to make sure that uh, that some things happen and other things don't happen, rather than just giving support and then letting whatever may come, that's hard to do.
1: Very difficult to do, Drew. Very, as one who has children, yes, very difficult. That's definitely a level of letting go. I'll read the Jonathan Star, verse 34. The great Tao flows everywhere, it fills everything to the left and to the right. All things owe their existence to it, and it cannot deny any one of them Tao is eternal it does not favor one over the other it brings all things to completion without their even knowing it without their even knowing it the thou brings all things to completion without their even knowing it Tao nourishes and protects all creatures yet does not claim lordship over them so we class it with the most humble Dao is the home to which all things return, yet it wants nothing in return. So we call it the greatest. The sage is the same way. He does not claim greatness over anything. He's not even aware of his own greatness. Tell me, what could be greater than this? Hmm. Not even aware of his own greatness. That's a whole nother level. Maybe two or three to three-level. <laughs> but you know, when you start learning to live a powerless life, and that may be what this is pointing toward, you realize that it's not you that's accomplishing anything in your life. Let's talk about our addiction first. My alcoholism. I had to come to this point of surrender and letting go, and once... I was there, I realized that I had to allow this to be done for me, that it wasn't a matter of me being helped. It was my effort was in stepping out of the way so I could watch it be accomplished. Or most of the time, just realize it after the fact. That's what the ninth step promises say. Suddenly we realize God's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. And isn't that the way, for me, it manifests I, after the fact I see I behave differently? That happens more often. If it's something I'm trying to do and I'm struggling with it, it might happen, but it's not fluid. It's not this yet. And then one day, I just behave differently without effort on my part. That's what this is talking about, I believe. It's more of the wu-wei, the effortless effort it's effort by no means is it no effort but it's effort to be effortless it's selfless effort is the way i see that
2: yeah I i had a situation buddy this week where i thought of bryant it was a business thing and i started out kind of force feeding the proposal in a way that i thought The business would like and then just started thinking about it in terms of what I could offer and then if then they could take it or not take it, but it's what I had to offer. And it came so much easier when I was thinking about it in terms of what I had to give rather than what I had to sell, maybe or push. Yes, I see that. Brian, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that, Lou.
1: How I can help, right? How can I be helpful in this situation? Hmm. I learned a long time ago in business that if I was going to bring up a problem, I needed to already have a solution in mind when I brought up the problem. Not just bring up a problem and as if there's no solution. Have something already in mind for that of how I could be helpful in that situation. You can come from that, Lou. You, you brought something really basic a lot of times what we say in those situations may be the same but where is that coming from within us that's what can be different is this coming from a place of am I trying to be helpful is this the way I can I believe I can help with what you're doing or is this coming from a place of ego with me of you know
2: I'm this and
1: Blah blah blah, and, but the words could sound exactly the same, couldn't they?
2: Yes, I think so. I think it's whether it's an authentic. I think of it as an offer. I'm given. I'm willing to give. The, I'm willing to give this if it matches what you need. It's none of my business, really. If it does or it doesn't, I'm just giving it. It's it's, it's the opposite of manipulation, I think. And the manipulate you can use the same words. I think you're right. But that energy behind it, that intention behind it, people feel that.
1: Yes, yes, they do. We get so confused with this. I think we think this is about behaving outwardly. Like I mentioned before, maybe like we we become a doormat or something that we don't have any ambition or any uh, motivation. But we're motivated to behave differently. It comes from a different source. It comes from a different source. Let's use the Stephen Mitchell being everyone has access to that to talk about this. Bring in some of these other quotes if you guys would like. I'll just start with the first stanza. The great Tao flows everywhere. I like to think of Tao as that love-compassion base that we talk about. It flows everywhere. All things are born from it, yet it doesn't create them. It pours itself into its work, yet it makes no claim. It nourishes infinite worlds, yet it doesn't hold on to them. Since it merged with all things and hidden in their hearts, it can be called humble. Since all things vanish into it and it alone endures, it can be called great. Anything of lasting consequence in my life comes from compassion. I can't look at anything in my life that is of value that does not have that base. Even dealing with children, the things they remember are are times I love them. They may remember some other times too, but the positive things come from uh, a base of love and kindness in every situation. The things I'm proud of come from that base. The things I'd like to be remembered for come from that base. I'm not going to say on my deathbed, I wish I would have had time to do one more deal. <laughs> no, I'm going to want more time with the family, I'm sure. If I had any regrets, it would be that I didn't spend more time with the family. Didn't make those arrangements. It pours itself, but yet makes no claim. So, isn't that the essence of humility? And part of this, too, if it, there, there's some water quotes in the Dao Te Ching about this that the greatest bodies of water are the lowest. The ocean's the lowest body of water. And, it, and because it's the greatest, because it's the lowest, mm-hmm. and it continually gives back to the rest of the world. So, In the same way, the more we learn to give, the humbler we can be, the more we can be used. And in being used the most, that's what really makes us the greatest. Lori.
0: Um, What you were just saying pushes my buttons. Coming from a background of being a people pleaser and codependent, I don't want to be used. I want to be useful. Yeah. Yeah. There's a balance there. And I, I've learned, I'm learning. As always, it's a process, progress, not perfection, uh, where I can be confident and contributing. Uh, and it's just, it's just my issue.
1: Lori, <laughs> well, well, though, you made a, you made a good point. And it's something that uh, when I say used, who am I being used by?
0: I get it. Let's like this the I am the hole in the flute. Yes. <laughs> but I still was no pain no gain. There's certain things I still am processing.
1: <laughs> well, and we have listeners that are the same way. But am I being used by love? Am I being used by compassion? Not by people. <laughs> and, and I know the difference. The way and help me with this, Lori. I know the difference for me, the difference in how I feel in the situation tells me if I'm being used by people or I'm being useful and being used by love. Mm -hmm. Is that the way it happens for you?
0: One is habitual and one takes awareness for me. i That's my, in the moment I can notice if it's just, if I'm, Yeah, if I'm being intentional about it in a way, or if it's just me doing my same old script, interacting, either fixing, pleasing, or being, avoiding, being seen, kind of. I don't want you to see me. So when I step out of that and notice, so for me, being pausing and being in the moment is still... Uh, allows me to make uh, more intentional choices and decisions about it. Am I being a channel for something or am I just doing my same old thing? You're
2: talking my al language now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I had my experience of sobriety was, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship and I was sober 18 months before my partner got sober. And so I relied heavily on Al-Anon people in my AA group because that was tough, man. Thank God the obsession was lifted because alcohol was around the house. Uh, So I'm so grateful to my higher power, but yeah, that uh, I'm just, it's something I still am I need to pay close attention to it. Yeah. Woo.
1: Thank you, Lori.
0: Good stuff, yeah.
1: For me, I, if the action does not result in peace and joy, but yet some sort of angst or disturbance, like I'm doing something out of obligation or it's something I don't really want to do, but I do it anyways because, because I'm supposed to, out of obligation, I need to take a look at my actions if that's the case. Is that, does that resonate with you all? Is that a way that you can tell the difference?
0: I guess when there's no fear involved, that's kind of how I figure it. Yes. yes. That's how I distinguish my imagination versus my intuition. If it just says turn left, that's probably my intuition. If it says turn left to avoid that bad neighborhood, then that's fear. That's my imagination going crazy. So that's how I distinguish. Is there fear coming from that space, or is it just information? And I'm just like a channel for oh, okay.
1: me. That's good. Thank you. Any other comments, guys?
4: Buddy, I like your comment a minute ago about, does it cause me angst? But for me, my, one thing I struggle with is... If I can release your angst, I'm willing to take one for the team. And, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a people-pleasing codependent. And uh, when I start giving from a deficit, man, that's like when I like to give in, dig in. And, uh, man, I had a situation this week, and uh, it was – I won't go into all the details, but I was with a tenant, and uh, – I got myself in a situation offering to to help them out on something and 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 it just it it resulted in a heated conversation and and then about 6 hours later it got into an even hotter conversation and I was pissed he was pissed and when I finally just told the guy I said look we both got our horns out Let's sleep on this. And and he didn't want to do that at first, but he finally settled down and, and we were able to resolve it the next morning. But man, that was difficult. But part of the situation is his lease is up for renewal and, um, uh, me being a people pleasing codependent, I haven't raised the rent adequately. And, and I'm having to do that. And, and he's still getting a deal, but he's just not getting near the deal he was. And uh, I was able to think about it and, and have some compassion for the guy and say, I'm messing with this guy's livelihood. And and he actually, we, we got things settled down, and he come back to me the next day and the day after that and said, hey, can I get a copy of the lease to look it over? And I didn't necessarily have it ready. I wanted to let it settle and uh, let my wife go over it. And I, I told him, I said, no, but I'll have it to you first of the week. And, uh, but man, that took up a lot of space in my head and a lot of emotions. And uh, matter of fact, I, I came home, I shared it with my wife and uh, she knows how I am because I either want to, I either want to run or I want to pull out the nuke. And and I have a hard time regulating that. And I, so I told her the situation and she says, I'm proud of you. Maybe I feel like a little kid at first, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good moment. It was a tender moment because it, it did. It took up a lot of space in my head. And, uh, so it's hard to regulate that. Thank you. Brian. Thanks.
1: Thank you. Thank you, sir. The unawareness of greatness. I think that's probably a fruit of I've got that written here from a prior conversation that unawareness of greatness is the fruit of truly being great. Probably a fruit too of being and doing what you're supposed to be doing. I've mentioned this before. I've got a number of sponsees and I don't want any more, but I always raise my hand at a meeting when they say anyone that could sponsor or a group member raise their hand, I'll raise my hand and when I used to go to meetings with sponsees, mine are mostly are online now. I would get on to them if they didn't raise their hand. <laughs> they'd, all, they'd have to raise, if I was in a meeting with a sponsee, he better raise his hand. He's going to get chewed on after the meeting if he didn't, because we, gotta, we need to be available. Whether we want to be available or not, we have to take that action. And some, someone asked me how many sponsees I had. I had, I don't know, eight or 10 at the time. And I said, I don't know how many I have. So, what do you mean? I said, I don't know. I guess I'd have to count them up. I don't do that. Well, they're not. I don't take pride in that having so many. Sp- I don't. That doesn't. Uh, I don't look at it that way. And that may be an example of this. I don't know. Since all things vanish into the Tao. And it alone endures. We could say all things vanish into love and love alone endures. It can be called great. It isn't aware of its greatness. Thus, it is truly great. Any other comments, guys?
2: You said I've run into some people like that. You, they're wonderful people and they don't seem to know it. or they, it doesn't, They're just being who they are. And that's really pleasant when that happens.
1: Yes. Thank you, Lou. Drew?
3: Yeah, I, I'm just interested in the where this verse falls in the structure of the whole book. Because looking back at the previous chapters, all the previous chapters are lots of instructions. For what you should do when you have this, when you are this way, the sage does this, master does this, all that. And this verse doesn't have any of it. The the verse you read, Buddy, at the very end has a little bit tacked on about the sage isn't aware of his greatness. That's really duplicative of the part above it that's in all of our verses. I feel like that was tacked on. Yes. Um, so I just thought it was interesting that this verse doesn't have anything, no instructions. That They're like indirect instructions, not holding on to the things you create not trying to be great, not trying to show greatness, um, but just embodying it. But I just thought it was interesting. This one is more about what the Tao uh, d- describing the Tao like it's just a, I know a little reset to get us out of the you've been getting a lot of instructions the last few chapters. Here, let's get us back to a little bigger picture and then We'll get back into some more instructions. I just thought it was interesting where it was placed in the book.
1: Thank you, Drew. Oh, the. If you have a 12 and 12, if you're in an, an AA person like I am, the St. Francis prayers on page ninety nine, that was the prayer that Lou read for us earlier. So if you want to look at that prayer, it's on that page toward the bottom. Page ninety nine. How about this line from Jonathan Starr, the Dow's eternal. It does not favor one over the other. It brings all things to completion without their even knowing it. I don't know. This may just be me. Those times that you are aware of something going on, that you see everything align, and you're like, oh, my God, how did that happen? We've all experienced that time and time again. I have two of those I can tell you about that like I'll tell you one I haven't told you is my sponsor gave me one the other day and I know he didn't make this up because there's no way someone could make this up <laughs> no way and it's a little thing it's not something life changing him and his wife go to town different cars he's going to run his errands she runs her errands same part of town small town town of 20,000 one Ingles on that side of town, several gas stations, all that stuff. Everything's on there's stuff around. So she's doing her thing, he's doing his, and he was going to the gym. He says he says it doesn't look like a line to the service station. I'll go over to Ingles and fill up with gas and then get what I need to in Ingles before I go work out. So he pulls in, fills up, goes into Ingles, gets what he needs, gets to the counter, and he doesn't have his credit card. I just, oh, shit, I left it in the pump. All right, Saturday morning. Everything's busy. So he pays it with another card, goes over to the pump. It's gone. Nobody's seen it. It's Nothing's there. He says, I'll just have to cancel it when I get home. He does his stuff and goes home. Gets home, and the card's sitting on the table the dining room table when he comes in and I he said, how did this get here? She says, I was in town and I needed to fill up with gas. So I went by Ingalls and pulled up to the pump and there was a card in the pump that I was trying to use. And guess whose card it was. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Why?
4: Did that she fuss at him? You? Did she fuss at him for being forgetful?
1: <laughs> she, by now? It's, you know, it's, it, this happens all the time, and, but she pulled up to the exact same pump right after him. You, you can't make that up. That that's too much, but we all have those stories. I think the real stories are the ones we don't realize that are going on. Those are just resets. I think it happens all of the time. Continually. And we have no idea it's happening, no idea. And I'm not saying that to say, and I hear this in meetings sometimes people talk about, especially early in sobriety, that oh, everything's wonderful, so I'm doing the right things. They equate their life being great to them being sober, and that like as if it was like a reward for doing the right things, granted. If we're doing the right things, we avoid a lot of the the negative just by doing the right things. But uh, life comes to us, whether uh, we can't be so good that negative things don't happen. That's life. Life's there. But we learn in recovery to be able to live life on life's terms. The tools come along to help us. There is no accident that four days after I left a multi-day silent meditation retreat was when my son got sick. No accident that I was spiritually prepared to um, endure that situation and his death. That's not an accident. I think that the tools come along to help us regardless of what's going on. Many times we don't see that. Many times we don't see the things at play. But we get in that flow by by asking, how can I be helpful today? How can I be helpful in this situation? How can I allow a base of compassion rather than a base of fear to guide in my life and guide my actions? For me, that's the beginning of this. Comments? Anyone have a situation that they've seen... I've had so many happen that I'm like, there's got to be something going on. This can't all be happen chance. It's impossible for this to just to. It's impossible for this to be happen chance. Lori,
0: I call them God winks, or serendipity, or synchronicity—all words that describe if you're paying attention. Strange things turn into miraculous things. What? And you start to wonder, but don't spend too, I try not to spend too much time analyzing. Like, how could that possibly have happened? It's just a matter of accepting it and saying, thank you. Um, And I think with sponsees, that's a milestone for them to notice and accept rather than I don't know control or be afraid or spend too much time analyzing it's oh just say thank you and move on yeah it's a beautiful thing and it's it speaks to the power I think we limit our God one of the 12-step workshops I took over COVID was from Herb K who's out in California but the workshop was led by a woman in Australia how funny is that right and he was in your face, man, so your God is not big enough. Is your God big enough? You need a bigger God because God has taken care of all that and can see all that or replace whatever with the word God, but that just speaks to yeah, the limitations that I tend to put on what's going on out there and in here, how much I' say control, but how much input I have. It's awesome. And scary. We can't can't think about
1: all the situations and have to happen for some of this. Trust. I remember I needed to make payroll. This has been years ago, and I didn't have the money. And someone closed a house I didn't even know was gonna sell, and an agent brought a check in that paid me the money I needed. And I was like, how did everything line up for, she just shows up with it on a Tuesday and I needed it on Friday, you know? And I was like, how? I said, "Never mind. I can't figure that one out.
0: Yeah. Michael Singer talks about it a lot in the surrender experiment. Yes. And he's got way more courage than I would ever have dealing with the FBI. And oh my gosh, like it'll push your limits of trust and acceptance but if you hang in there there's somehow in there a good thing coming
1: i'll tell one more i was going to a a noon meeting and i didn't go to many noon meetings at the time but i was meeting a sponsee and we normally went south about 30 minutes where he lived but he wanted to come up to where i lived said okay we'll go to the noon meeting today i may go to try to avoid them quite honestly because they weren't great meetings go three or four times a month at most sometimes Tried to go less than that. So I show up in the meeting. We have the meeting. And after the meeting, a guy says, he said, two years ago, I came to the noon meeting. And Buddy gave me his card. I've been staring at his card and drinking for two years. I'm ready to get sober. So I went up to the guy after the meeting, and I said, what meeting was I at two years ago? He says, the noon meeting. I said, how many meetings did you come to? He said, one. And the meeting's six days a week. I said, how many did you come to this time? One.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm like, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket today. Yes. <laughs> and he became a sponsor and we're still close and he's doing great. But that literally happened. That's not made up. That literally happened. There's a story in the daily reflections for May 9th. It talks about a lady having a fear of elevators. So she decided she was going to walk through her fear. She went into the elevator and there was a lady cowarded down in the corner, afraid of being in the elevator. And she went over and helped her and she got over her fear. You think those stories are made up, but I've seen enough to know. I believe that's a true story from the things I've seen. I'll tell one more. And I've told this one before on here too, but I'll tell it again. Had a sponsee. We did his eight step. Saturday morning, we met every Saturday, and we did his eight step. He was ready to make an amend to an ex-wife he had not talked to in five years. He was remarried. She was remarried, all the things. He said, I haven't talked to her in five years. What are we going to do? I said, why don't you just tell your higher power that you're ready to make them? In my head, I'm thinking this is not going to work. I really was. I was thinking this isn't going to work, but I'm going to say this anyway. I said, just tell your higher power that you're ready, and... And and there'll be a way made for that to happen. Two hours later, he texts me. says, you're not going to believe this. My ex-wife texted me and said she had some of my father's things she found in the attic and wanted to know if I wanted them. Could I come pick them up? I said, really? (laughs) I was as shocked as he was. (laughs) And I said, wow. And he went over, picked up the stuff, and made his amends. Because his heart was open and he was ready and he was powerless over how to do it. He wasn't trying to avoid it. He sincerely was looking for a way. Things like that happen. I think things just, when we notice them or maybe when they're more out of kilter than it just happening, I think it happens continually for us and we never even know it's going on. Never even know it's happening. I'll tell one more. Had a sponsee. uh, He called me. Said, hey. He said do you see I was selling a four-wheeler on Facebook? I said, no, I didn't notice. He says, yeah, I've got one. I'm selling it for $400. I said, okay. He said, an ex-boss of mine called me and wants to buy it. I said, okay. He said, when he called me, I totally forgot about this, but he dealt in a lot of cash. And one day, some cash fell out of his pocket. And I picked it up and didn't say anything about it. The first time I've even thought about it, he'd been sober two or three years. I said, how much cash was it? He said, $400. I said, so why are you calling me? He says, I need the money. (laughs) I said, it sounds like you need to make an amend. So he made an amend, gave the guy the four-wheeler. And he ended up fine, but things worked out. Things like that happen when we're open and
2: available.
1: Yeah. That's good. Thank you, guys. Been a good meeting this morning. Lou, you have something?
2: Just say, let all your lights be green and the parking spots be open. We're going to pray for the Lions to to win? or or (laughs) We're we're going to just accept what happens. We're (laughs) delighted that things have gone the way they have. Uh,
1: Just be grateful, right? That's right. Thank you, guys. Great meeting. Hope to see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this
0: episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.